right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. You know, it's one of the things that uh, a lot of people, when you get to be older, you start pushing 60, or even when you're pushing 50 or 55, you wonder if you're becoming like your parents. It's one of the things when you're in that soft middle age, you start thinking, am I acting like my parents? Especially when you're dealing with a teenager. You know, we have a teenager in the house, and of course, he's learning to drive. He just started school today. We're very happy and proud because... He wasn't in school for two years because of COVID, so now he's going back to school. We're proud of Liam going back to school. Really, we are, because we were worried he wasn't going to go back at all. But he made the decision, the mature decision to do it on his own, and we were very proud of him. Uh, But, you know, having a 16-year-old in the house, you start seeing some things. You start seeing patterns with kids. Like, you know, they go through that period where, first of all, they're embarrassed by you. You know, oh, my parents, they're so embarrassing. Then, you know... Everybody hates you, and I know more than you do, and I won't listen to you. And then they come too. They come around and they say, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, okay, mom and dad, you were right, well, you know, that kind of thing. And you start, and, and what I do is I try to get involved with what Liam listens to as far as music is concerned. So I'm pretty much well-versed in hip-hop right now. I mean, I, I consider myself a pretty relevant hip-hop stepdad. His father is a musician, okay? And his father, when I told him, though, when uh, Liam went out and bought his uh, rock albums, he bought, like, King Crimson and a few other bands, he was really impressed. And I said, well, you know, I was kind of getting him into old bands as well so he could have a repertoire, a repertoire can I say that? Repertoire of music that he could listen to. And uh, I wanted him to understand, you know, some of the old songs, some of the, you know, some of the songs that, or, or some of the bands that went through what I call the 80s or the 70s and 80s satanic scares. You know, you go through Alice Cooper or you go through Styx or Journey or Kiss or Black Sabbath. Um, and and so, you know, you want to give them a well-rounded music background. Uh, and I remember the biggest frustration of all back in the 1980s was being told that the music I was listening to was going to run me down the pathway to hell. Because throughout the 80s, concerned parents 
were led to fear that demonic influences were hidden in much of their kids' entertainment, such as music, games, TV. Uh, and many of the children in the 1980s, many of us in the 80s, we went, I don't know if you ever had that uh, satanic warning sermon. I guess everybody had one. Uh, if you were a church-going kid, which I was, you had that gathering where some guy who's one of the higher-ups in the church gets together with a, he has like one of those, remember those overhead projectors they used to have with plastic? And they'd have these mimeograph-type uh, graphs and stuff. Well, they did this thing, and I, and I call it the satanic warning sermon, where they showed you bands and what their names really meant, like ACDC meant Antichrist Devil's Children, or Kiss meant Knights in Satan's Service, Styx was the river to hell. Uh, just going down the list of all the bands I remember they are telling me were evil. And then, of course, they started playing music backwards, saying that there was hidden demonic messages in uh, hidden demonic messages in your music both forward and backward i guess i don't know and then then came uh i remember we had a satanic sermon about hidden subliminals in advertising where you'd look into the ice cubes of like liquor ads you could see naked women or skulls or and then of course there was the hidden sexual content in children's cartoons and so this was this was satanic panic this is what they call satanic panic and it's passed into history but not without a lot of bumps along the way and in retrospect the satanic panic simply followed this time-honored tradition of parents not understanding or liking what excites their kids so they figure well if i don't like it it's got to be of the devil yeah i I mean i I, i'm not going to say that but i'm going to say that there's a lot of music today that sucks I mean, I want rock and roll back. I want rock and roll to be mean and nasty and satanic and scary like it used to be, but it's never going to go that way because when we were kids, we were rebellious, we were angry, and and we liked the occult. Let's just admit it. We did. We liked the paranormal. We liked the occult. We loved bands. Like, I mean, to this day, I mean, I love Rob Zombie, and Zombie isn't even in my, it's not even in my generation well, but I like him. I went to a Marilyn Manson concert. Yeah, it's great. Alice Cooper. Um but uh, and of course, you know some of the some of the other strange anomalous bands too. You got David Bowie, as Ziggy Stardust. You got it was the Incredible World of Arthur Brown, or the Bizarre World of Arthur Brown. I mean, just go down the list of all these bands that were pretty bizarre. You know, when we were growing up, and bands if you really look for them, they're pretty bizarre. But see, that's the thing: if you don't understand or like what your children like, you're going to think that boy, this stuff's satanic. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on that is. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of satanic imagery, a lot of satanic stuff going on. And and so you need to remember though that when you were young and when I was young, our parents hated hated the fact that we were listening to this type of music. My father was so angry that I would wallpaper my bedroom with kiss posters. He hated it. And so when I started listening to other bands like Cheap Trick and and Leonard Skinner, and he hated that too. And I thought, well, you know, and my parents were never, ever Beatlemaniacs. They, they liked the oldies. They liked, uh, you know, Old Country, Patsy Cline, Hawkshaw Hawkins, Hank Snow, Elvis, you know. So, and, and of course, a lot of parents now, uh, the younger generations will say, well, your parents like the Beatles. They were considered satanic. And I just watched that Elvis movie. Uh, where they are saying that Elvis moving his pelvis was something that would be considered immoral. But 
during the Reagan era, it was just a different time, the decade of Reagan, Ronald Reagan, because we had a lot of people, and I would assume they were conservatives, uh, conservative Christians, that were really, really hitting on the satanic influence on kids. And now we've grown up and we're wondering what went wrong with our world. Now, we can still say that we were influenced by satanic influences. But remember the things that influenced the most between music and uh, games we'd play, TV shows we'd watch. One of the biggest influences on us was Walt Disney, the Disneyland, Disney, the Disney movie, the Disney songs. All those things influenced, influenced us when we were kids. Thing is now, Disney's in the spotlight again, but this time it's not a good thing. Because what Disney is doing is that they are rewriting or they're regrouping and trying to figure out how to construct a new narrative for the future, a new zeitgeist for the future. We're going to talk about that coming up on Ground Zero. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, Sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.